quality assurance, your job, I really think you screwed the pooch on this one, Creed. Because of you, the entire company is in jeopardy. Every week I'm supposed to take four hours and do a quality spot check at the paper mill. And of course, the one year I blow it off, this happens. All right, we're going to do it. Uh, as you saw in that clip, we're going to be talking about this uh, financial crisis going on and uh, the federal government's response to it. I want to thank Paige of Odd Pairings Podcast. She gave me uh, the idea to talk about uh, this in a particular way, and then she gave me some extra resources that I, I wouldn't have probably looked at. So thanks a lot. And Odd Pairings is a really cool uh, podcast. It's run by the same producers, um, and it's a great show. Uh, all right, so let's get let's get talking. So this whole Silicon Valley Bank uh, fiasco, it's actually something that's uh, th that you're gonna see. It it was very avoidable. The federal government dropped the ball on this, and I'm gonna explain to you why. Okay, the first of all, the bank started in the '80s uh, in Santa Clara, and uh, you know back in the day, this bank was uh, the way it, we would lend money to companies and it would take equity, meaning that it was investing as an, like an equity partner. That is now illegal uh, to do, so it doesn't do that anymore. But I'm just kind of saying how the roots, uh, the roots of it were. And then as all of us know, you know, uh, it, it heavily uh, invested in, in, in the sense that it was lending money to or taking money from and, and, and all that stuff to, to local companies and they were doing business with these cryptocurrency companies and, you know, high tech companies and things like that. Uh, and then it all came down. All right. Um, the short version kind of goes like this. The the bank was losing money and in, in, in its investments. And then what it noticed was then uh, the, you know, and, and you know how like the bank, like so, so somebody puts in, you know, a hundred thousand dollars in the bank. Then the bank takes that money and starts lending it to people or investing it at higher interest rates, you know, than they're giving you. Uh, and so what they have to have by rule is a certain amount of cash on hand. And uh, once that dips below a certain amount, they're in trouble. So what the bank noticed was they were getting there. OK, and then what the bank did is uh, it sold. They were they had like these long term uh, yield bonds with the American government, and they sold that for a ginormous loss. You know, they 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 sold like twenty billion dollars worth for only eighteen billion dollars. So they took a big hit. And once that kind of leaked, that they lost all this money, uh, a lot of people realized, oh, they're they're you know nervous type of thing. So it kind of triggered this. Let's pull out all our money. And once everyone started pulling out money, uh, then you know, the federal government gets alerted and then the federal government took over the bank. All right. Uh, now, the, the, the entity that does this for the federal government, uh, for the federal government is the FDIC. All right. The Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation. Now, uh, I want to give you a tiny bit of history because a lot of people don't understand, you know, how this works, the FDIC. It was created after the Great Depression. So in 1933, the federal government created this entity. It's part of the government to overlook the banks. All right. And in case any bank fails, this entity will take over. And the way it's 
funded is that it takes money from the bank. So it charges the banks a fee, and then that money gets pulled into, you know, the FDIC. And from that money, and then, you know, it grows, and, and the FDIC invests that money, and, uh, and then it has all that money. Uh, and then that money is supposed to be used for if the banks, you know, if they have to bail out a bank type of thing, right? Uh, or, you know, and, and to, to pay investors, uh, things like that. And then the insurance back then in 1933 uh, was $2,500. So if you had $2,500 in a bank and that bank fails, you're insured up to $2,500. Since 1933, it's kind of, it, it went up little by little. I do remember in the 80s and 90s, it was $100,000. That's kind of when I, you know, uh, you know, learned about this or whatever. Um, or when I got my first bank account, you know, it's insured up to $100,000. I'm like, all right, cool. I don't have to worry. You know, uh, my $15 is safe here. Okay. So anyhow, uh, and then, so it was $100,000. And then about 10 years ago or so, it went to $250,000. And just in case you're curious, have you every account at a different bank is uh, insured up to two hundred fifty thousand dollars, which I always thought was kind of strange. So if somebody has a million dollars in one bank account and that bank fails, uh, you know she'll only get two hundred fifty thousand dollars. But if somebody else has a million dollars in four different banks, they will get all their money. All right, that's just how it's set up. I, I you know, I don't know for better or worse. That's just how it's set up. And it's also set up where if you have $250,000, but if you have different types of accounts, so if you have $250,000 in one account at a, you know, a particular bank, then you have $250,000 in another account. It's called like a trust account. And then you have another $250,000 in some sort of joint account or you know, some sort of other trust account. Uh, you can get all three of those covered, okay? There's like a limit of those three. So uh, in theory, you could have up to $750,000 covered in each bank. And then there's hundreds of banks, you know? So I, I don't, <laughs> that's just how it's done. I, I think it shouldn't be that way. It should just be everyone's insured up to 500,000 or a million or whatever. Just, just pick a freaking number instead of having this, oh, let's just put it all in different banks, you know? Um, I mean, the flip side of that though is they want people to put money in different banks just so it's it's a more diversified. So you know, that is, if, if you have economists here, they'd say, well, that's kind of one advantage. We're incentivizing people to diversify. You know, my theory, though, is that, gosh, you know, just pick a number. But anyway, okay. Um, but that's that's how it works. Uh, and then, so they, and then they get their money from the banks. Now, I'm going to say something. I'm going to quote Jeff Fox, all right? He's one of the producers. When I was talking about this earlier, and I was saying, the banks pay a tax to the FDIC. And he said something funny. He said, yeah, they, they, it is a tax. They try to call it a fee, you know? And that is one of the things that President Biden said. It's like, uh, they, you know, the FDIC collects a fee from the banks. But what do you call it when a person has to, has to pay the government something? Okay, it's a tax, all right? So anyway, um, all right, so all the banks pay that into this big fund. Now, uh, there's there's other things that uh, you know that are important. It's that it's backed by the federal government. Uh, right now, the FDIC has about 120 billion dollars, uh, you know, allocated to it. And above that, there's a provision, and it's it's on the FDIC. You know, they they promote this uh, that it's backed by the federal government, meaning all of the taxpayers 
back the FDIC. Okay. Uh, and now we're going to get into, you know, and then with that money, that $120 billion, like I said, it's used to, uh, you know, for its board and that, that it has its regulators that check on the different banks and that it's used for like education programs. It's used to monitor the banks. Uh, and it's like a, you know, the FDIC is an entity that kind of is one of the entities that regulates and monitors banks. Okay. Now, uh, and then by the way, when this happened to uh, Silicon Valley Bank, another bank, Signature Bank, had a similar problem. And that was, it was kind of unfortunate for Signature Bank in the sense that Signature Bank wasn't doing really anything wrong or that, you know, it's just that all of the, or a lot of their big uh, depositors, okay, uh, learned all of this and they just started withdrawing a lot of money. So then Signature Bank went into the same problem. And then other bank, like First Republic Bank, started having this problem too and, and, because what happened was all of these big investors were just pulling out their money, okay? And then when they do that, you know, obviously, uh, you know, the bank gets in some trouble. All right, now, uh, what happened then is that the federal government and President Biden made this big speech, and President Biden, you know, says that uh, we saved everything. And let me, you know, now I'm going to come out and kind of like explain this. Um, I'm going to say this right now so that there's no misunderstanding, President Biden lied, like straight lied to the American public. Uh, it was it was really bad. He said things like this isn't taxpayers money. It is. He said this is not a bailout for the rich. It is. OK, and um, I, I'm going to go. It was so hard because like in this speech that he made, there's just so many lies and I'll go over them. And uh, I'm very excited. If anyone could prove me wrong, please comment, call me, email me, uh, because it took me so long just to, you know, pinpoint and, and get through all of the lying, you know? So if I miss a few, you know, you'll understand. Okay. First of all, uh, he blames president Donald Trump for this. During the Obama Biden administration, we put in place tough requirements on banks. Unfortunately, the last administration rolled back some of these requirements. If you're going to blame a previous president, it's not, I think, a good idea to blame him after the problem, right? Because if President Trump, now it's true, he did, uh, you know, he was, he was lobbied and, and the Congress was lobbied. And, you know, they were uh, encouraged by the, these bankers, including Silicon Valley Bank, to like kind of loosen up some of these regulations and okay, so if President Trump did that, which which he did, okay, um, and then if that's the cause of this, and that's why they didn't regulate this bank properly, President Biden should have said something sooner, like last year or the year before. He should have said this bank is going to fail or this bank has these problems, uh, and he didn't. It was all overlooked. So the fact that it was overlooked, um, I I think it's not a good idea. I just think it's it's bad practice to then blame somebody that, you know, your predecessor when you didn't do anything about it. Uh, I think if President Biden said this bank will fail and had we had better regulations, it would have not failed. And had I had control of the uh, Congress, and, you know, the House and Senate, which he did at one point that and if they would have agreed with me, we could have uh, we could fix this failure that's about to happen. If he did say all of that and then it failed, then God bless you, blame Donald Trump. He didn't say any of that and then he blamed his predecessor, all right? 
Um, but that's not a lie in the sense that that's his opinion. I'm going to blame Trump. Okay, now let's get to the lying part. Okay. No losses will be, and I want this is an important point, no losses will be borne by the taxpayers. Let me repeat that. No losses will be borne by the taxpayers. So what does that mean? And he says no losses will be borne by the taxpayers. Instead, the money will come from the fees the banks pay to the deposit. Okay. Um, now, again, anything the banks pay to the federal government is taxpayer money. Okay. Um, I mean, that's obvious because um, it's, it's a tax that they pay. It just so happens that it's then kind of earmarked for this purpose. But the federal government can earmark it for something else. The federal government could raise the tax that banks have to pay. Uh, they could reduce it. All right. But it's still a freaking tax. Um, also, the, you know, the FDIC, they use this money. They invest this money. They have different programs. They lend the money, you know. So this is all, you know, and it's, it's regulated by the government. This is government money. Here's the best way to prove that the FDIC is government money. If I stole from it, all right, I would it would be a federal crime because stealing money from the federal government is a federal crime, right? Um, and then the other reason why it's clearly taxpayer dollars is that the federal government and the FDIC has told people, and it's a fact, that everything is backed in full faith and credit by the federal government, so by the federal treasury. So um, in essence, it's kind of like uh, the taxpayers are, you know, like if you want to uh, buy a new car and you have to get a loan, Mateo, okay, and then something happens where, you know, you have to have someone co-sign and then somebody co-signs for you, okay? So that's what it is. The, the taxpayers are co-signing uh, all of this. So the taxpayers are insuring all of the banks. All right. Let's just make sure that's clear. And the money with the federal, you know, the FDIC, that is taxpayers money. Um, so the fact that he's saying that this is not taxpayers money is just uh, a lie. Okay. Then the other thing that he does is that he states all customers who had deposits in these banks can rest assured. I want to rest assured they'll be protected and they'll have access to their money as of today. We are insuring everybody's deposits. OK, why the heck did he say that? What that just did is that increases the limit. So the FDIC insures up to two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. President Biden increased that to uh, infinity, <laughs> all right? Um, and the problem as a lawyer, the way I see it, is once you increase this, it's kind of like a kid. You know, once I, once I, my wife and I tell one of the kids, okay, your curfew is 10 o'clock. Once you make the curfew 10 p.m., what can you not do? Right, you can't change it to 9.30, <laughs> right? So here, once President Biden made the limit infinity, Right. Uh, and beyond. Right. Once he did that, it's going to be difficult in the future because somebody will say, wait a minute. Why did I only get two hundred fifty thousand dollars insured when Bank X, you know, fails in 2025 when President Biden insured everything with the Silicon Valley? How come what was Silicon Valley Bank like more preferred than this bank in Dallas, Texas, you know, or this bank in Mississippi? Right. That's going to be a big problem. So once 
He just kind of raised it just for the heck of it. All right. And then he did something that I think he should just be impeached for, like on the spot. It should be like on the spot impeachment. He said uh, this is for small businesses. This is, you know, so that the American people could have faith. And this is, you know, he lied and he made it look like he's protecting the little guy when he's not. Right. So if I have, you know, all my life savings of six thousand dollars in the bank, I don't have to worry. <laughs> right. Because it's insured. So for the little guy that has money in the Silicon Bank, uh, you know, Silicon Valley Bank, they don't have to worry because everything is already insured for two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Right. So who were who were who are the people that were worried about this? It was the super rich. OK, and I'm going to explain what I mean. OK, so here's who got bailed out. And yes, it is a bailout because it's the taxpayers money that is being put at risk to make sure these other people don't lose money. All right. So they're being bailed out. OK, they're the risk that they had. They could go like this. We don't have that risk anymore because we're backed by the FDIC, which is the federal government. And then we're backed by all of the taxpayers of America. Right. So it is a bailout like, you know, that's this obvious. OK, so some of the good companies that were kind of bailed out. I like Roblox because all three of my kids uh, have played Roblox and they really like that game. Do you, do you ever play that game, too? No, oh, a little bit. All right. <laughs> it's a fun game. Right. I think I may have played it once. I didn't know. But Roblox has like three billion dollars. And of that, it had about one hundred and fifty million in the in this Silicon Valley bank. Um, and so all of that, the American taxpayers agreed to insure. Right. When the day before this, it was only two hundred fifty thousand dollars of it. Right. So the CEO, all the shareholders and everything of Roblox. Boom. Right. We don't have to worry. Roku, uh, which had about five hundred billion there. Roku apparently is worth billions of dollars and 500 million of their dollars was at this bank. Okay. Uh, so all of that got insured. Thank you very much. Um, which again, it's not the little guy, like the little guy, they didn't have that much money at this bank. So what Joe Biden did was he bailed out the super rich. And um, if he wasn't such a liar, he would have said, I am here to bail out the super rich. So don't worry, super rich. I'm going to bail you out. And by the way, the American public, um, in a way, I'm trying to help you guys out because if we make the super rich broke, it might trickle down and hurt you too. <laughs> you know, if he would have said that, I'll vote for him again in 2024. And I hope he doesn't run. But if he does, if he would have said something like that, I'd be like, oh, this guy is not a liar. Okay. Uh, BuzzFeed had uh, $56 million. This this company called Sunlight Financial Holding. Anytime a company has the word holding in it, you know what that means? That means they are holding a bunch of big assets for another company that is owned by the same entity, you know? Um, and so these companies are very rich and very sophisticated. It had $60 million there. I'm going to only just say a few more. They had uh, this company called Circle had, uh, let's see... It's worth it has about 40 billion dollars and it's it's like a cryptocurrency trading company. Right. And it had three billion dollars, actually three point three billion dollars in SVB. Um, I can't I'm trying to make sure I don't see SVB bank <laughs> because then the B is for bank. So it had three billion dollars. Now, 
Why the fudge did the American public all of a sudden agree to insure all of that? Because that stupid cryptocurrency company, uh, it could have insured it itself, right? It could, if it could have gone to other uh, companies, it could have gone to other banks, right? It could have put the money elsewhere. It could have just, you know, put that money in, in, in the U.S. bonds, right? And things like that, that are, that are, you know, insured better type of thing. But it chose to put it in Silicon Valley Bank, okay? So if a cryptocurrency bank is putting billions of dollars, you know, in or if a cryptocurrency firm is putting all these billion dollars in here and they're investing here, like <laughs> that's between them and the bank, right? So it's, it's not something that the American public should uh, insure. And if the American public are, are insuring this, then Biden should just come out and say that, right? Um, other one, this, this one called Block, Fee, all right, block FI is, is how it's spelled. It had hundreds of millions of dollars. Uh, lending club, uh, that's another like this financial firm, you know, whatever. I'm not going to go through all of that, but but these companies had billions of dollars in here, and it was these companies that got bailed out, right? It wasn't the American public. And again, this is going to cause a lot of problems because it sets the precedent that. We will insure a lot more than two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, even though the you know the statement is that we insure two hundred fifty thousand dollars, right? Um, then Joe Joe Biden he, he said that da, 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 da. the management of these banks will be fired if the bank is taken over by FDIC. The people running the bank should not work there anymore. So Joe Biden wants to fire all of the uh, operators of Silicon Valley Bank. Um, they are not the ones to blame, all right? The blame is the federal government, and I'm going to explain why, all right? Um, the, the federal, the FDIC, the head of the FDIC is Martin Gruenberg. Uh, he is the one that is supposed to oversee all of this. And he's the one that's supposed to kind of like regulate this and make sure this doesn't happen, right? He didn't see any of it. He was like asleep at the wheel, so to speak, right? And I wonder who appointed him. Take a guess. Yeah, good job. Joe Biden, all right? That's Joe Biden's guy, right? And he didn't see any of these coming. And in retrospect, um, he should have, all right? And I'm going to say in retro, you know, usually they say, oh, hindsight is 2020. Well, this guy screwed up. This guy should be fired. Um, and, and potentially the person that appointed him. All right. Um, in 2022, so last year, the bank posted a $15 billion loss. Okay. Um, so a bank, and it's not that big to begin with, if it posts a $15 billion loss, that should have alerted these regulators and they should have, you know, kind of, you know, uh, researched it or, or been on the ball better. Instead, they're, you know, uh, doing these like webinars and going on these trips and stuff and they just overlooked it. Right. Um, and then when the bank fails is finally when they wake up, oh crap, we better do something. Um, you know, and so this was, you know, obvious that it, it could have been handled earlier, okay? Uh, then the other thing is this. This bank, when it lends money, 
um, and and a lot of companies don't, you know, it's hard for these high tech companies and whatnot to get these loans from, you know, traditional banks. So what this bank does is it had this kind of rule that um, if you borrow money from this particular bank, you have to keep assets in that bank. Um, that I don't I don't understand that. I don't get that. Why is that the case? Um, it's the case because they're just crooks, <laughs> right? And they're they're engaged in this crooked behavior. I just, I don't think a bank, uh, you know, maybe it should have some like, okay, if you do business here, you have to keep, you know, a minimum account of like, you know, whatever, $100 or, or something small. Not, you know, keep a lot of your assets here if you want to borrow money from us. Um, if they do do that, I think then regulators should be tipped off. Like we should be extra concerned. Like why are they forcing companies to keep their money here, right? Um, especially after this bank lost $15 billion in 2022. Um, all, you know, like I said, all of this could have been avoided. Uh, and then what else does Joe Biden say? He said the words, you know, he, he said, we're not, we're, we're only going to help the small businesses, which is a total lie. It's these big companies, but we're only ha helping the small businesses by ensuring that your deposits are safe. Third, investors in the banks will not be protected. They knowingly took a risk. And when the risk didn't pay off, investors lose their money. That's how capitalism works. Then he said, you know, we're not helping the investors. You know, if, if there's investors that invest in the bank, you know, you don't get bailed out. Just the uh, people had deposits there. Okay. That's also, I mean, I don't understand. If you're helping the bank by, uh, you know, coming in and helping it, right? You're, you're helping the people that, uh, you know, own the bank. You're helping the people that have an interest in the bank or they, you know, whatever they own land with the bank or, or they're leasing property to the bank, whatever, right. You're helping all of them by doing this, which is okay. I mean, but just come out and say it, just come out and say, it. we're going to help uh, the super rich. And then we're going to help the rich that own the bank. And we're going to just, we're going to help everyone that's rich. All right. Um, but you know, but for student loans, we're going to like do just $10,000 a person. And then that's going to be held up forever. But, but you know, we're all good. Okay. Um, the, finally the, you know, my favorite quote is he said, that's not how capitalism works, <laughs> right? In the sense that, you know, you, if you don't get to be bailed out, if you make foolish decisions, um, I mean, he said that he straight said that, you know, uh, the investors may have made foolish decisions, so you're not going to get bailed out. Uh, what I don't understand is how did the other companies get bailed out? Okay. Um, oh, there, how did I miss this? The guy that oversees the FDIC, Martin uh, Gruenberg, uh, who's Joe Biden's appointee. Okay, this is Joe Biden's guy. Um, he's not even a freaking economist. He's a lawyer, right? And, and everyone knows freaking we hate lawyers on this show, right? <laughs> okay. He's a lawyer. Why do you have a lawyer uh, as the head of the board of this uh, this entity that's supposed to oversee the econ uh, you know the economics of these banks? Um, in addition to the fact that he's a lawyer, even in college he didn't study economy. <laughs> he studied like uh, like political affairs or something. So even he's not a lawyer. I mean, he's not an economist. Um, so President Biden, what are you doing, dude? 
Um, and, and, you know, which is why I said earlier, uh, there's no need to fire the board, you know, the uh, operators of the bank. You know, you know, who you're supposed to fire uh, yourselves. Right. Anyway. All right. Well, if anyone disagrees with me, um, please let me know. I'm dying to. Hey, when I'm wrong, I'll say I'm wrong. All right, my friends. That was great seeing you. I love the show. I'll see you guys next week.